0: Uh, to the difference, I'm Lyndon Wilson. I am your host. I'm here today with Blake Timmons and Nathan Smith, or Nate Smith, however he wants to go. Um, want to introduce these guys to you today. They're with Primerica, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about things that make the difference for them, what they're doing to make the difference. So we want to get started now. Um, Blake, why don't you go first and tell us a little bit about you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, how far back are we going here? Just like uh, you know. Or- I-
0: you for a while as far back as you want to go man I guess that's fine with me
1: okay awesome well uh you know the circle of life's crazy so uh Lyndon was actually my uh, secondary coach in high school um we had a lot of success there together and uh we've known each other ever since and you know he's my personal trainer and all kinds of stuff so uh it's crazy now that we're here doing this so uh knowing from that went on and played college football for a little bit, got out of there, tried my hand at going as far as I could professionally, had a, a lot of injuries. And, uh, you know, then it was the time to figure out what I actually want to do with my life after that. And uh, did uh, did some stuff with Nike, doing some marketing stuff. And now I'm a Dallas fireman. And uh, my wife is a teacher, got married, just had a baby. Uh, I got an eight year old boy and a I guess Nathan had a he told me earlier that my baby was 10 weeks old. I thought it was nine weeks old. So he corrected me on that. Uh, cause he has a nine week old, but, um, so now I'm a fireman. Uh, she actually was a teacher and then man, we were just looking for something more and looking to, to be an entrepreneur and to, and to own our own business. And, uh, this is something that presented a, a tremendous opportunity for us. And so this is what we're doing right now.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you I, I was, so it's one week apart. That's what your babies are. Yeah. Wow. That's
2: really cool. Yeah. Six days if we're getting technical, but, I mean, who's counting?
0: Okay. This right.
1: was actually supposed to be born before before ours was.
2: Oh, wow. That's right. And you guys have been yeah. for how long? 27 years. Like 27 20, years, yeah. Something like that. Very
0: cool. Years. All right, Nathan, tell us a little bit about you.
2: Well, I've been in Texas as long as you can be in Texas uh, as a 36-year-old, which is 36 years i um, born and raised Good here that I know I kind of <laughs> kind of circled around and finally got there um, but I've been uh, had an interesting journey to, to entrepreneurship I mean I've always been somebody that has kind of wanted that path for me and um, it just presented the, the the freedom and the opportunity that it presents and we're going to go into that a little bit more has um, always really attracted me uh, the, the problem was, you know, I, I had a lot of, uh, I've always been a very social person. So early on in my life, that was a, my social uh, uh, leanings in terms of just wanting to be with people and, and, and experience life and just have a good time, kind of outweighed the, uh, the discipline that it required to be a good business owner. Uh, so I spent a lot of my 20s making some very poor decisions, but I uh, finally got it.
1: I can second that.
2: Thank you. I finally got it together uh, by the time I got 30, and have had a, a lot of success, and um, just really excited, to, uh, first of all, for the opportunity to be on the show, and uh, just talk about what Blake and I are doing together, and, and hopefully give some advice, and learn from a lot of folks, and so we're just super
0: excited to be a part of the show. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, one thing that, uh, just to let everybody know, they're not only just on the show, they are now sponsors of The Difference, we're really happy to have them a part of that. Um, They'll also be doing a show once a month um, and bringing on your guest. Let's talk a little bit now about your business. Tell me about it. Um, Tell me about Primerica and how you guys got involved with that.
1: Uh, Well, I guess I'll start. So um, I had dabbled a little bit um, with owning my own business. Actually, you know, me and Nathan did, or uh, me and Lyndon did a little bit of work together uh, in another business. And I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. Wanted to do. I saw my my grandpa started his own business, uh, mainly in life insurance, have a lot of success, and I just always loved the the freedom, really, uh, to to use the the simplest word possible, just the freedom that, that 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 brings to you and the possibilities that it opens up. And so, um, you know, we moved on from from that other company, and I knew that I I, I still wanted to to be a business owner, and I actually met a guy. Um, <laughs> had a mutual connection, ran Ran into him at a target. We set up a few meetings, uh, most, you know, pretty random. And um, it really about eight months after I met him that I decided to, to pull the trigger on it. And um, I, I knew that I saw the opportunity, really the opportunity I saw is just an ability to help a tremendous amount of people with, and we'll maybe get into some of the concepts a little, a little bit later. Um, but I really just, my values lined up uh, with, Austin's values, and saw the big picture of how many people you can help, what you can do for your family. Um, You know, and I love investing in people's lives. That's why I love, you know, I'm actually still a football coach, right? I do what Lyndon used to do at Dallas Christian High School still, and I love investing in people's lives and and just making a difference, right? That's what the show is called, but um, I just saw the biggest opportunity I've ever seen to make a difference. I saw that in Primerica, and it really attracted me, and and here we are today.
0: Wow, Nathan, uh, tell me a little bit about what how did you guys get together on this? Or, or... <laughs> uh,
2: strangely, the way we get together about a lot of things, um, and it's funny. I have to say one thing about what Blake said. So, not now, but at some point, you when he told you that he and Austin, who's the, the broker of our of our office, uh, ask him how uh, that what that connection was because it's quite a funny story. But we won't bog down our audience with that one right now. But. Um, so we got, you know, we, we've been friends, like I said, for 27 years. Um, we, like I said, I've always been wanting to get in business and do something kind of myself and, and, you know, Blake came to me and just as somebody that's starting to learn something on their own. And, you know, when you, when you see opportunity, and when you have a chance to do something, sometimes your mind just, you know, races to the possibilities and you don't even have all the answers. And he goes, Hey, let's have, let's grab lunch. And, you know, that's never a problem for me, as you can probably tell um i'm a big fan of lunch all bribe. in fact i'm missing lunch right now so that tells you how much i care about this show um i uh he goes let's grab lunch he goes hey i want to sit down i want to show you um what what i'm doing what what uh but the thing that attracted me the most is um you know as a as a as a client initially because and we're going to talk about this a little bit but you know, I just got married at the time, and my wife and I were looking to make some financial changes and kind of make sure, assess where we were on our financial path. And so it made sense to me what he was teaching me and what he was showing me. Um, and at that point, you know, my, my willingness to want to uh, train and teach people, like I, I tell people all the time, I, was a, uh, I had a history degree in college, which is generally useless in the world unless you're a teacher, which I was not. That was the original goal, but that didn't happen. So you just really know a lot about the past and no one else does. And that's about the end of it. But you do, I had this uh, desire to teach and share and equip. I've always had that. And so, you know, seeing what was able to be done for my wife and I, just simplistically um, regarding finance and just making some tweaks here and there, you know, it really made sense to me. Like this is an opportunity for me to use my ability to share and teach and to coach um, in a different a different capacity but still fulfill those desires so it made sense you know perfectly and then when i learned more about prime and the company and the history hope we get a chance to talk about that a little bit but um it just it was just a perfect fit and, and we've been just off to the races ever since then so
0: tell me then um and that leads us nathan right into my next question tell me what's unique about Primerica. what really uh, I know you talked both of you talked about serving people coaching people helping people um, and I know you both well I know that's that's true but tell me why Primerica why why did you really that's the that's the company and the business that you landed on
2: well i I think you know any company sets out to no one sets out to let's treat our clients terribly i mean no one <laughs> no one says that um, inevitably sometimes it happens and I guess the company's perfect but um, we Initially, and our company's been around 43 years, so it's a huge track record. But from the beginning, the types of people that, even as agents but also clients, um, the goal was to reach out and really affect the lives of middle class Americans, the very underserved in terms of whether it's lower middle class, upper middle class, um, even people that were, you know, maybe doing pr- decently financially just did not have a great financial education. And that was my case. It was, I mean, I, I haven't talked to anybody. That was not a finance or business major in college. That was like, oh yeah, I took uh, seventeen finance classes, and uh, I know all these things. And you know, we just—that's why Dave Ramsey is so popular because people are desperately need that information. So, you know, initially our the company was was created to um, a, a, on a crusade for one to really uh, battle against bad products that were taking advantage of people, um, but also to 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 hit on the fact that. Average ordinary people have this kind of innate desire to be somebody, to do something impactful, to maybe not just go to a nine to five job for the rest of their life. I mean, that's that was our parents' generation. Actually, our parents' parents' generation, for the most part. Um, and there's just so many people that want more. So it's very unique in the fact that the, most of the folks that we work with and our clients are kind of in that demographic. I mean, we'll you know we'll help anybody we can. That's we we don't want to close ourselves off. But there's such a huge market of need for just average, ordinary folks in the middle class, which is uh, not only the backbone of our, of our country, of our society, but I mean, my gosh, now more than ever, we're seeing the, you know, what can happen when the, when that group of people is struggling.
0: And Absolutely.
2: so, I mean, it's, it's crazy what's going on.
0: And that's, I think that's really cool. Um, because obviously we talk about the difference and we talk about it from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but we also talk about making a difference in your community and it sounds like that Primerica is really set up for you guys to be able to do that. Um, Blake, do you have anything to add to what Nathan just said?
1: Um, yeah, Nathan did a great job there, kind of summing it up. Uh, I would just say, you know, neither one of us ever saw ourselves in finance, right? That wasn't our dream growing up when we were six years old. And, you know, I never really thought I knew that much about it. But what, it, what attracted me to it, and, and um, you know, to answer your question, what kind of makes it different is what attracted me to it. Um, it really is just simple concepts that go a long way right this is just stuff that we all should have learned in high school and we'd all be in better situations wouldn't have gotten much debt would have started investing earlier stuff that i mean and i say high school and i'm not exaggerating like our 17 year old minds should be able to comprehend this stuff and you know you can get into conspiracy theories or whatever on why we're not taught that stuff because there's definitely people benefiting from it right right um, but <clears throat> And, and, you know, Nathan talked about, you know, 43 years old, our company was started by just a fiery football coach in Georgia. And so really it's for, it's not necessarily for people that have fancy finance degrees and and think they know all this stuff. It's just for people that have a little bit of desire to to better themselves and have this desire to, to help people. And, you know, Nathan said, it's really an underserved market because a lot of the finance world, they're concerned about how much commission they're making off each sale. And how do they make the most commission? They're going to go to the people that have the most money to do it. And so there's this huge underserved market. And so the the cool thing about our business is we're able to still provide a tremendous living for our families. And we're still able to do what's right 100% of the time for just normal middle-class folks that may have thought even putting any kind of financial plan together for them was out of the cards for them. So that really attracted me.
0: That's awesome. Um, I know that I talk a lot about you know, going from acceptable to exceptional. Um, and it just seems like that what you guys are offering can help the, the the average person go from an acceptable way of living into an exceptional way of living. And so, yeah, I, I like
1: that. We're going to steal
0: that from you if you don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm putting all this stuff out write, there. What write it, that down, Blake. We're going to yeah. take that. Written down. I'll, I'll email it to you. So tell me this. I know, you know again, knowing both of you and, and being around, especially Blake, as long as I have, and, and I know his competitive nature. Um, let's go into the next part of what I want to talk about now. And that's a little bit of how do you guys go about your personal and professional development in a, in a way to grow your business and really continue to elevate your performance um, and then outwork, outserve, and, and outperform your competitors. Tell me a little bit of the, the, the importance of that for you. Blake, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, anytime you are going to be a, a business owner, what it really gets down to is leadership, right? Leadership and relationships. And so you're only going to attract the kind of people to you, um, whatever kind of your ceiling is, you're not going to attract anybody that's above that ceiling, right? And so if you want to grow, um, you want to grow your business, then you need to grow as an individual. You need to grow your your ability to, to lead and communicate. And so our entire um everyone we're in business with, and it's a great environment, great culture because we're all really focused on this together. So we have this accountability to, um, and and even, you know, we're, we're big on our faith also. And so we're big as far as personal development and that as well. So it's really just setting aside time and practically thinking it's literally setting aside time every day that I'm intentionally working on personal growth with, with the books that I'm reading um, with, you know, the time I'm spending in the word, with the time I'm spending with my family, and uh, writing these goals down every day that I want to get to, right? And that's not just, that's 20 years and then coming down to 10 and then coming all the way down to today, what are my goals for today? But um, I'm always trying to uh, just better my communication skills, better my uh, ability to lead people, better myself as a person, better myself as a, uh, as a Christian man. And so, if if it's easy in the kind of the hustle and bustle of everything to just focus on uh, going out and building building a business today or going out and, and making some money today, but if if you're always focused on just what's right in front of you, then you never really grow, right? It's just always that that day, and you and you just get into this kind of monotony. So you really have to be focused on where you want to be in the future, and so you can set aside time each day and say, hey, this is the man I want to be at this point. This is the father or the husband I want to be at this point. Um, you know, you see guys and you know, they're, you know, 60, 70 years old, and you're like, man, I want to I be like that guy one day, right? He didn't just, you know, wake up and do that, right? There was a process in getting to that. And so early, before whatever we see we, we want to get to, we're going to have to take, the, you know, we're just the sum of all of our, of, our, of our habits. And so it's really just focusing on your habits every day and having this goal in mind of what you want those habits to become one day.
0: Great point. Nathan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah,
2: I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that's like perfectly put it about leadership and um, one thing that's, I guess, in, in additionally unique about what we do is, you know, each one of our offices within Prime America is kind of, it's autonomous in some sense, but I think I can speak for most of the, the offices around the country, but specifically ours um, there is this push towards, uh, um, uh, bettering yourself. So you're, you know, you're in, one of the things we say all the time is, you know, you're, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And so we, you know, we really surround each other as a team. We have certain books that we'll read together, um, certain things that we'll challenge each other with. And we're always, you know, someone's always sharing something that they're reading or they're doing or a discipline that they're trying And, you know, discipline, you talk about, you know, from a sports perspective, it's, you know, allowing you to do something that you cannot do by just mere effort alone. So you can't just, you know, "Uh, I'm going to start a business. It doesn't work that way. You know, you have to put things in place that are going to get you to that point. And so whether it's Primerica or any other businesses, I know you've had a lot of different folks on the show, um, you know, going into business for yourself is going to expose all of your weaknesses. And so how you, re- you respond to those weaknesses and how you grow from them is going to determine how successful you are. And then, so that goes back to Blake's point. So it's a it's a, it's a, a grind each day to do certain things, but then you have to always step back and say, okay, assess where I'm at. And then what do I need to do to get better tomorrow? If you are looking like that right here the whole time, then you're going to be in trouble when it comes to, you know, the, the further down the road, you're just, you're never going to grow that way. So it's kind of a balance in between the two of those. Um, uh, approaches.
0: Those are that's both of y'all have really good points there. I really am glad you shared that. Um, let me, before we go to the next part of what I want to talk about, um, how advantageous do you think it is that both of you as partners work together, been good friends? I mean, there's that accountability there, right? Um, that both of you are, are, I would assume knowing you both, but um, kind of push each other to be better every day, right? I mean, yeah, well, it helps what we've
2: never disagreed or argued ever once in 27 years. That's helpful. Amazing. So it's a miracle. Um, <laughs> it's also a huge lie. Um, Remember, that, I do know y'all. I do, I do know y'all. So you can tell people, but not me. What's funny is, uh, you know, we, we've we kind of had a couple, you know, Blake talked about a couple of business ventures that he's had and y'all had some stuff together. But, you know, really, we... we the, we're doing together now has brought us you know so so in focus i think with our direction what we want for our lives for our for our families for our kids um it's a direction that a lot of us share at our office um so there you know we 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 really haven't had a lot of disagreement because we we see the the big picture we see you know what we're doing for folks how we're helping people the opportunity to do that and and you know when things kind of just mesh together it does make it really nice i mean You know, one of the things that's great about our company is it's a perfect example between Blake and I, you know, if you're going to go into business with somebody, you know, would you rather just, you know, put an ad out in monster.com and find Joe Spare and hope that he's a good fit? Or would you rather, you know, work with somebody that has been uh, in the trenches with you or knows you or, you know, has had some sort of business acumen or some sort of professional um, success? And so we, you know, that's kind of our goal is finding those right people to do business with, and, and we're a perfect example of that.
1: What was his last name? Spare?
2: Joe, Joe Spare. Okay. Yeah. I just it sounded good. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. You've never met him. That's why you've never
0: met him, because he's yeah, Joe he Spare. Awful.
1: I'm glad I'm not in business with him.
0: So moving into the next part of what I want to talk to you guys about. Blake, you mentioned earlier, you used the word values, um, and when you were talking about the guy that you met at Target, um, and it sounds like by what you guys are explaining that Primerica – and kind of the family of Primerica um, has a lot of the, the values that you guys share. I know that you guys your 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 core values are, are really um, kind of in lockstep together. Knowing mm-hmm. your faith, um, knowing your families, things like that. So I got a couple of questions for you. I want to have a little fun here, um, and I just I, I'm just curious to see what you're gonna what what you're both gonna say. So I hope you're ready for this. If you could sit down. Um, have a meeting with five of the highest level professionals um, who would that be it can be sports it can be entrepreneurs I don't care who it is but they have got to have reached the pinnacle of of what it is they do um, give me five names that you guys would just love to sit down and talk to
1: uh, well I'll have are we like both rattling off fives or is it like a I don't know
0: y- y'all can y'all can, go ahead it' we'll, okay. we'll, We'll figure it out as we go. Have
1: a little fun with it first. Like it would be my absolute dream to sit down and have a film session with Ray Lewis on one side and Ed Reed on the other, and just like those are my two favorite ball players of all time. And not only did they have, and we're you know if this is still talking about the same thing, really. They they absolutely had the difference. They had what it takes. I mean, they're Hall of Famers, but I love the passion that they played with. But they didn't just rely all on that, right? They were, I mean they knew everything that the other team was about to do you ever hear him mic'd up they're sitting barking back signals the way ed reed could read a quarterback the way you know uh, ray lewis knew what play was coming to sit down and be able to have a film session with them and just see how they do it because i still you know i'm still a football coach so i love that kind of stuff um that would be you know that'd be a dream come true for me um you want to bounce back and forth nathan and, and you do one
0: go ahead nathan. Oh, yeah
2: since that was <laughs> well, <laughs> the person that came to mind and this is going to sound this might really upset cowboy fans but from a business standpoint, I do think it would be fascinating to talk with Jerry Jones. Uh, not from an owner standpoint. Let's everybody calm down. But that uh
1: upset Cowboy fans there? I mean, well, you, you think that's Jerry Jones?
2: Some of them do. I don't. But anyways, the guy's clearly a, a good business person, obviously. He, he's very successful both in the oil field, obviously, the oil business initially, and obviously in football. And he has that... that uh, tenacity and that eye for, Hey, what's going to sell, what's going to bring in revenue, what's going to attract people, what's going to make a product uh, work. Um, You know, maybe, uh, maybe he has the the ability to keep players a little longer than he should. That's a whole other story. But another guy for me is uh, someone we actually talk about a lot in, in business specifically is a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. Probably most people have heard of him. He's, he wrote rich dad, poor dad. Uh, Also wrote a book called the Cash Flow quadrant. And, you know, I listened to a lot of his videos and he's just a guy that, He literally became homeless just so he could build from the ground up. He got rid of everything, every distraction, everything that he was pouring money into that wasn't going to cause him to be successful. And he talks about the lessons he learned from his actual father. And then his rich dad, of course, which is his friend's buddy. And just his process for he and his wife building their real estate empire. And it's been, you know, that would just be a phenomenal conversation to pick his brain.
0: Okay. I like all of those, especially, um, I, I mean, every one of them. And I agree, Jerry Jones is a genius when it comes to creating businesses and being profitable. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he is now the richest guy in Dallas. Um, $8.4 I believe, is what he's worth now. That's not too bad. Um, of course, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, all of those guys, Robert, um, the pinnacle, and and are, are just what – what uh, so many people aspire to be. So if you were in that room and you were talking to them, give me three characteristics that you think that they all would have in common.
1: Are we skipping the rest of my list? I got this whole list. Are we Are we done with the list?
0: I did, but I'm, I, I need to know these answers right now because these are three really good ones.
1: Okay. Um, so we're asking them well, what, char- what characteristics do we think that they would uh, find vital in starting their business or to have success
0: have in common just just if we if we if you sat down with those four people ray lewis ed reed um robert kiyosaki and jerry jones and, and you asked them the three most important things and and that they felt like contributed to their success what do you think the three would be that they would have in common
1: I'll start with this one, and then maybe you know we can do the same thing with Nathan. Because I don't think anything else matters if you don't have this. I think you can just if if, if this is not in the three, then the other two don't matter. Um, and to me, and to me, that's persistence or perseverance, however you want to say it. Um, because every single person that I've ever studied that's I had success, they're not successful because the first thing they tried, they had all this success with. And so, if you don't have the the in everything that goes into this, the, the mental toughness and the fortitude and the grit to see it through when stuff goes bad because you're gonna fall flat on your face and you just gotta expect it. And that and that's and and we talked about it earlier why I think people that have a whether they were great at sports or not, but if they just were committed to sports growing up and, and, and learn those lessons that they're able to take that and be successful later on. Because I mean you can go back to you know all the you know Invention of the light bulb and then that you know albert einstein all these people that you always hear about there's all these stories right abraham lincoln you always see these memes on facebook all these people that failed and failed and failed and failed and failed and most people they give up right after the first time it right, like the guy that's digging for gold on the beach and he just busted his butt and he's been doing it for a day and then he stopped and that gold was just a foot in front of him most people stop before they see the compounding of their efforts and they never know what what really could have happened and so to me, if you don't have the persistence to say, this is what I'm gonna do, I don't give a crap what's in front of me. Um, Lyndon, this was a, uh, when back when you were coaching at Dallas Christian, I had this on my wall. It was a quote from R.C. Slocum. And he said, you know, I've, I've studied what makes some people successful and what makes other, people's, other people not successful. And he said, um, both people had the realization that there are going to be obstacles to overcome. The one that's successful refuses to believe that there is any obstacle sufficient enough to keep him from reaching his goal. And to me, that's a great definition of persistence. And if you don't have it, you're out of luck. It's not luck. You're, just, you're not going to be successful.
0: Right. I agree. Nathan. I think uh, one of the things would be,
2: and, and that was great, Blake. I mean, that, it's almost like um, to take it even a step further, You almost have to, and I would imagine that they woke up every morning and they still do. Of course, you know, they're already successful at this point, but as you're getting there, you know, this is some of the stuff that Blake and I have learned and are learning as you, you, you have to act as if you have already reached your goal. So you, you are, you are conducting yourself as a person that has reached where you're going. Because when you do that, and I know this is I'm, this is really an answer to your question, like how how do you feel like they would they would respond, or how did they conduct themselves? And I think this is a key: is you're not going to be successful, you're not going to be a business owner, you're not going to be wealthy one day. You are a person that is this, and then that that mindset shift um, every day allows you because you're you know that's exactly what Blake was saying. So many people are a foot away. From the promised land. You know, they they got a crappy job and they don't want to, but they're not willing to take that step to get out of it. Or, you know, they tried to open a business. I mean, I went in real estate for a little while and didn't make any money. After, oh, how long are we in it? Uh, two months. Well, I mean, what do you, you know, nothing that's good is ever easy. I know that's a very cliche thing. But when you see yourself as somebody that's already achieved the things you want to do, then all of the different. Uh, obstacles that will come can almost sometimes be laughed away. You're just like, okay, next. And so I think that's what makes these people so successful is because, I mean, yeah, they're super good at what they do. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you you can't just fortune cookie your way to success. You, you obviously have to that's do some stuff. That's a great. But but at the at the end of the day, the mentality is a huge part of it, and I think that's what every winner, every champion, every successful business person has.
0: So just listening to you, and then I wanna, I'm going to go back to Blake because now I'm really curious about the other people that he's got. But <laughs> both of you, all right, so Nathan, you're basically saying that, uh, you know, the people in a room, you, you're going to say, and I'm not putting, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but they have, number one, realistic expectations. They're going to face obstacles. Number two is their mindset is set to where they're going to overcome it. And they have self-belief in themselves, Right would you agree that that is a common kind of theme for all four of those people that you mentioned
2: yeah i mean i don't think i don't see how you could be successful otherwise
1: you're muted nathan
2: i was just saying i don't see how you could be successful otherwise i mean i think that's kind of a a, a prerequisite so yeah i mean that would be you know anybody anything, anything you want to do if you don't have belief in yourself or belief that it's possible then at the back of your mind, you, you think you're just spinning your wheels. And that's going to affect your day-to-day. That's going to affect, you know, your self-talk. That's going to affect, you know, when you're tired at night, you don't want to do that extra, whatever that extra thing is that you need to do that day. And, you know, we've all, and that's a big obstacle. We face those things all the time. But I think, yeah, that's something that they would all have in common. And I'm sure, um, and this, this just popped into my head. You know, it's funny because, like, using the sports analogy, we talk about, um, like, the difference between making it in the NFL and not making it. Um, you know, Everybody that's in college football is a great athlete, correct? I mean, you're not playing for a D1 school if you're not a good athlete. But there's just that edge. There's that little bit that makes the small percentage that make it in the NFL and those that don't. But that little bit consists of a lot of stuff but I mean, if you look at it like a 40 time, well, what's the difference between a 4-2 and a 4-4? Well, very not small good. amount of time, but a ton and ton and ton of work and a lot of genetics also. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but in, on the surface, it doesn't look like that much. But when you talk to people that have been successful, they're, it's not that they are innately different or special necessarily. It's just the specialness is made up in the recipe that says, I'm going to uh, do these things in this order. And this is going to be my lifestyle. This is going to be my goal, my drive. And I think, and I say that to say, I mean, it's not like you're, you're not born with the success gene. Uh, you can, anybody I think can develop that and cultivate it. Just like, I mean, that you see people all the time. I went from rags to riches. I went from nothing to billions of dollars. Well, how do they do that? It's because, I mean, they're just, if you're a, if you're a coal miner in Georgia, you're, that's an average ordinary person. And you become a multimillionaire. Well, those opportunities are available to so many people. And so I think a lot of the deterrence with so many folks is that they don't see themselves as that. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, financial independence, becoming wealthy, becoming a millionaire is something people have to see themselves as a possibility because it very, very, very much is. But, you know, it, it, it just goes back to, to how you start your journey, how you see yourself. And I think, you know, if you were to ask those folks those questions, that they would that's what they
0: would say. I think also, um, kind of like when I talked about you guys being partners, it's, is you also have, I mean, you've got the self-belief, you've got the realistic expectations, but you've got to have people around you that support your vision and your dream. Um, because it's, it's, as Blake was talking about before, having the perseverance and being persistent, if you don't have some support, there's going to be some downtimes. There's going to be some some self-doubt. Um, that's just human nature. You're going to, you know, sometimes you're going to wonder if it's worth it. Um, can I do it? Um, and, and when you have that group around you that really supports you, whether it's in athletics, whether it's in business, um, that downtime is, is reduced considerably because they're not going to let you sit there and wallow in your own self-pity.
1: Absolutely. I'd say, Hey, if you want to go, um, and this is, you know, most people have heard this. If you want to go, uh, go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, you know, go with some people. And that's probably butchering that quote, but you need it. You need a team of people to go far, right? I, I'm actually, um, just going through Napoleon Hill's book, "Think and grow rich. I think it's the, the 10th or 11th chapter. He talks about the mastermind. And that mastermind is not, it's not one mind. It's this, this group of minds that gets together in the power it's like when two minds come together, it creates almost this third mind. It's just compounding effect. About it's like with me and Nathan. I mean, he is great at all kinds of stuff that I suck at, right? And so it's awesome. It's true, it's very true. <laughs> it's true both ways. Um, but more, it's
2: more true this way. But that's another story. <laughs> uh,
1: but it is. It's great to be in. You know, hey, Rocky's one of my favorite movies, right? And what does Rocky say about the relationship? He's trying to explain it to Polly. And the best way he can explain it is it fills gaps. She's got gaps. I got gaps. It fills gaps. Right. And so when you're in a true partnership like that, everyone's gaps are filled to where they're just, you know, as good as they can be.
0: Great. I
2: think, I think I was just going to, on top of that, like, you know, Blake and I, our wives are, you know, very much invested in what we're doing and work with us. And that's a, I mean, you know, not that you can't have a business or be successful if you're single, you certainly can, but, if you are starting a business or you know, in a business or wanting to start a business, having that in you know, the person that you live with being supportive of what you're doing or participating in it is a huge source of encouragement and strength. And uh, you know, cause a lot of times you'll have that, you'll have gaps on different days. Some of you, one of you'll be up, one of you'll be down and you just kind of, you know, feel those differences. And so you certainly get that with the people you work with at your office and we get that with our, you know, with our culture, but having it at home
0: as a starting point is a is a, a tremendous blessing. I couldn't, I couldn't
1: second that enough. That's a great point.
0: That's such a challenge um, because a lot of times they don't realize the sacrifices or the struggles or the challenges or the worries or the concerns that an entrepreneur is going through. Um, and, uh, and, and having that support and, and, you know, being understanding uh, I think is very, very important. All right, quickly, Blake, let's, uh, Give me, give me your other
1: guys. I got to know who they are. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's nothing. Uh, so uh, the other one was actually this is my last football reference uh, would be, and this is more about leadership, right? Would be Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. I actually saw them talk. They, had, I don't know if it was ESPN. Somebody did this deal, and it was amazing just to see they're just sitting there having a drink, talking about stuff together. But just to know, you know, their mentality about about leading men because they're obviously, you know, really good at it. Um, and so the other one would be um, getting more into business and it's the book I referenced earlier, Napoleon Hill. This guy went, it's old school, but it, it's, it's awesome to listen to something that was written like in the thirties, how much it applies today. You, you kind of assume that maybe some of these things, you know, you got the internet and you can get leads and all this kind of stuff for business, all this stuff still matters way more than that stuff. And so, I mean, Napoleon Hill went and I don't know how many millionaires over the years, he ended up, I mean, hundreds. And so, This guy literally studied success. So if I want to be successful, let me go talk to the guy that studied it. And he studied it by interviewing people that were, you know, tremendously successful. So I would love that. Um, And I got Mark Cuban for obvious reasons. Um, And I'm a huge Mavericks fan also, but really respect his entrepreneurial mind and, you know, love watching Shark Tank. The last one would be the founder of our company, who's Art Williams. And he is just, like I said, company was founded by a fiery football coach from Georgia that had a chip on his shoulder to go out and correct, correct an injustice and went on this crusade. And, you know, I'm kind of got a lot to have a chip on my shoulder also and kind of, you know, and that's how I like to operate. And so I, I love, I know I love listening to him. He's got all kinds of videos, but to sit down and, and pick his brain would be amazing also.
0: Well, maybe you just need to invite him on the show the next time and, and you can, right, yeah,
2: well, let's do that.
0: <laughs> am I, am I allowed to add one person? Is that, no. do we
2: have time for that? No. Yeah. So, okay. This is going to sound really cliche, but you know, I mentioned earlier that I was a, a big history person and, um, my all time favorite and big American history person, my all time favorite, uh, character or person in in us history, is George Washington, not because, you know, that's what we first learned about in first grade or whatever. But when you, when you study his life, you know, you, it's interesting because you kind of evolve what you learn about George Washington, you know, first he couldn't tell a lie. And then he had the cherry tree incident and whether that really happened, nobody knows. And he's just great general. And he, he's a big lie. <laughs> probably true. I don't think he told it though. So it's okay. Um, you know, and you have the picture of him crossing the Delaware and and you, the winter where there, you know, half the troops die and, you know, or, or the whole Washington spy ring. And, and you, he, you see him painted as this amazing man and leader, which he was, but as you read more about him, you know, he had so many doubts. He had struggles. He had uh, uncertainties. I mean, he had, he had a bit of a temper, he, he was, an, in a sense, a very unimpressive person, to himself at least, very humble, but because of what he saw, because of what he saw for the country or what he envisioned, he became what was necessary to be the right person that the country needed at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and thus when, his, when he was asked to be president or, or, or nominated to be president, of course, he was voted in twice, he didn't want to do it. I mean, he was that guy, but he he continued to see himself in a light that is, you know, very, very humbly, very servant like. But because of his posture, I think that's what allowed him to develop in such a way that he became what was exactly necessary. And so, you know, that you talk about obstacles. I mean, most of the obstacles that we're going to face in business are not going to be sockless in a winter uh, up in the Northeast, uh, trying to live on scraps of food.
0: So it only gets better from there. <laughs> um, man, those are some great people. Really good. Um, I think a lot of them have, as you guys were talking about, the, a lot of the same core values are going to have a lot of the, uh, the disciplines that, that do make the difference. Um, before we, we've got a few minutes left. Nathan says he's got a hard stop here at some point in time. So I want to make sure I'm respectful of that. Um, I'm a very, I'm pretty,
2: I'm pretty important person. So I can tell. Just
0: kidding. <laughs> um, so before we get off of here and before I close out, tell me um, for you guys in Primerica, what's the ideal client for you? Who, can, who do you feel like you, and I know you've, you've mentioned it, but who do you feel like you can serve the best? and make the make the biggest difference for.
1: It's a great question. Um, and I would just say and like you said we've made reference to it but just the normal um, and I even hesitate to say average most people don't like to say the, you know think of themselves as average. Um, but just the the normal american with the you know the normal job that maybe think it's it's not really in their cards to to be financially independent to get out of debt to have saving stuff in place um, what we do is 100% complimentary So we're able to sit down with somebody and show them, Hey, if you do a, you'll get to b, and you know, that's actually, you know, first person I helped, who was it? My best friend. And, you know, saved his financial life. So it is, it's really cool to see what we can do, but it's just, you know, really the the people that don't think that it's for them are the people that I love to talk to, because that's like you said, that's who you can make the biggest difference for.
0: Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit of how people can get in contact with you guys. So the, the big thing, I mean, I'm a,
2: (laughs) I I will talk to people. I'm the one that answers phone calls from numbers that I don't recognize. I know a lot of people don't do that. So uh, feel free to call me. And it's okay. You don't have to do it. Like, I think Lyndon's going to post our number, uh, but four, six, nine, two, three, five, two, five, three, nine. We'll have emails available as well. Uh, Obviously through the Facebook page, our own personal pages is fine. Um, Very, we're very accepting of all contacts. So, uh, I think that'll be available. Blake, are you, did I give out any personal information you don't want to share?
1: No, I was joking. I'm <laughs> in the habit of not answering phone calls from, from numbers. Um, so if we, give out, if we get out if we get our phone number and I start getting them, then I'll probably start answering them. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> um, well, guys, thank you both for being here today. Before I, before I go, before I close out, um, if you had any advice for people just starting a business, regardless of what it is, give me one word. Um, that you would give them in, as advice to help them along the way?
1: If I could only pick one word, I did a whole soliloquy on it already, so I would say perseverance. I mean, you know, be, be ready for it. You're gonna need perseverance.
0: Nathan?
2: Well, I wanna say two words because I think it's super important. Can I do two <laughs> words? I'm, I'm gonna have to do it. Because cool. th- this sounds super cliche, but don't quit and I know like oh well thanks that's helpful but seriously like if I it, it, Blake and I attest you know the people that have come to us and wanted to work with us and it's the it's crazy the things that people will put in their mind that will just derail them oh I, you know the, I, I can't do this right now because I gotta get my car fixed Well, what does that have to do with the rest of your life I mean just we will people will make excuses to not be successful and so in any business, you're going to face hardships. Don't quit. I mean, that's about seeing seeing the end game. That's what we talked about with all those people that we talk, that we referenced. You, you have, your mindset has to be such that there is no other, op, there's no option but success. So you act as if you've already succeeded. You act as if you will succeed. You act as if you're succeeding. And no matter what happens, your outcomes do not change
0: your day to day. That makes
2: sense. So yeah. don't
0: quit. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't quit. Perseverance. Um, guys, thanks so much for being on the show today. I look forward to having you on again. Loved it. It was great. Thank you for having I us. We do it, man. Thanks for having us on. You okay. know, we should do
2: this again next month.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, we're here to bring about people that um, they're committed to doing the things in their lives to make the difference. And And it's the leadership approach that Blake talked about that I I really enjoy the sponsors and the co-hosts that we have because they take a leadership approach. It's not only that they want to see themselves improve, but they want to see others around them improve, too. That's really what our show is about. And it's about the people and the things in life that can make the difference. So, again, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, Stay tuned. We'll have another show here soon. But remember, uh, you can never be—you um, can never make a difference until you learn to be consistent in things that make the difference, guys. Thank you for being here. We'll see you again soon.